to you by the Hutta family of orthodontists. Public or private school? How do you decide for your kids? Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast! And mom cast. Welcome to another edition of MomCast. Glad you're here. This is a conversation I've wanted to have for a while, and I've been leery of it because I I want it to come across the right way. We decide as parents the best place for our kids to go to school. Often, we don't have the luxury of deciding. It's a public school, but what we may decide, if it's a public school, which district we want to be in. We may plan where we want to live based on a school district, so we're still putting some thought into it. Others have the luxury or make you know are able to make a sacrifice to put their kids in private school sometimes it's not even about money it's about where the best place is for your kids and and that's what I'm trying to get to with this conversation as parents it's not that private is better or public it's better it's what's better for your kid okay so I think we can do this I think we can have a a frank conversation without being um derogatory about either one or making any judgments about one or the other. There are often many of those judgments. So we'll see what we can do. So my daughter, we have three major uh, private schools where we are uh, in Columbus, Ohio. All of those are represented. We have uh, Sonia Warren, whose kids go to Columbus Academy. We have Angela Ann, who is morning anchor for WBNS 10 TV here locally. Her daughter goes to Columbus School for Girls. My daughter goes to Wellington School in Columbus. We've got Greg, whose kids go to a Catholic school. So shout out to the Catholic schools in the area. And then also Heather, of course, our co-host here on MomCast. Her kids go to public school. Shout out to public school. So I think we're all covered and we'll see how this goes. Before we even get to that, probably a major concern for most of us moms is when our kids need braces. And even before that, I've got to share my own story uh, because I didn't know Liv's teeth were coming in all which way, but I didn't know if it was time for braces, what the deal was. Well, this is where I encourage you to find the right orthodontist and the Hutta family of orthodontists have made just all the difference in the world in our family's life because we went to see Dr. Larry Hutta with Olivia. He was able to do an x-ray and determine it was time for her to have braces. He also tells you if it's not quite time yet or if you need to wait a little while longer. It was amazing. And he did an amazing job with Olivia's smile. She's got that beautiful Hutta smile. Um, Her teeth are wonderful. And it was a wonderful experience. So good. I actually went to see his brother, Dr. James T. Hutta. Between the two of them, they've got more than 30 years of experience here in Central Ohio, creating beautiful smiles. And Dr. James T. Hutta is handling my Invisalign, something I always wanted to do. Um, And you know what? It's okay, mom. You watch your kids go through it and you want to get on, you want to get in on that too and get that beautiful Hutta smile. So do yourself a favor. Go to HuttaFamilyOrtho.com. That's HuttaFamilyOrtho.com. If you're in the area, they've got offices in Westerville, Worthington, Dublin, and Gahanna. HuttaFamilyOrtho.com. I'm going to start with you, Heather, because your daughters go so far to public school. Correct. Okay, I I would say this. I think having lots of conversations with friends and and coworkers, um, often the decision to send your kids either to a public or private school or homeschool, often public or homeschooling is on the list. Private gets off the list quickly, mainly because of finances. I mean, people think, oh, private school can't do it. We're just going to go plan B. Um, but that's not always the thinking. Some people would never send their kids to a public or a private school, sorry, or homeschool them, quite right. honestly. So tell us about your situation. To be honest, it never came up with me and my family. And I think that part of that's because we never wanted children and then we changed our minds. But I don't think we ever fast forwarded to the education piece. And then it went, came time to enroll my oldest. We just put her in the school district we lived in, which thankfully... Um, was a good school district, but we never talked about it. And that I'm saying that out loud. That sounds crazy. And I think part of it is we both went to public school. And that's what we know. 
So that's what we did. We well, and I don't think that's so crazy because I did not go to a private school. I was not homeschooled. I mean, it wasn't even a question. I don't remember. And I can remember. I'm the oldest. So I always say the oldest can often remember things. Um, <laughs> I don't ever remember a conversation at all okay. about whether or not it would be public, private. I, I don't know that anyone back in my day uh, did the homeschooling. Um at least not as it is today. So there was no question. It was public school and there was no reason to even have a conversation about it. So for me, when I became a parent, I never even thought about private school, quite honestly. That was not on my radar. Same. Um, mm-hmm. Until it came time <laughs> to actually put said child in school. <laughs> Then all of the thinking started when it was time to start. Okay, now we know coming up we're going to have to register for kindergarten and all of that. And we had sent her already to preschool and had gone through all of that. Um, So that's how I don't think that's out of the norm. Are you happy? I mean, have you ever thought about, you know, let's talk about your kids, your daughters. Uh, You know what? I uh, I am happy and I. They go to school with their neighbors who they're good friends with. My one neighbor sends their child to private school. He's disappointed. He can't ride the bus with his friends. He has different days off than my kids. And so he's on a totally different schedule. Not to say that's negative. He doesn't care. But mm-hmm. I just feel like it helps that community feel if we're all going to father-daughter dances together and you know everyone's involved. Whereas a private school, they drive him all the way to Grandview every morning and he You know, so I do like the local feel of it. You know, the people in the school, they all kind of live in the same area as you. So I have nothing against it. My I'll be honest, completely honest. The reason I kind of never, ever considered private ever. I always thought private schools were religion based and uh, we don't practice a religion. And so I thought, I don't think we'll fit in there. But I've come to find out that they're not all Catholic or all Christian. You know, so that's something I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, I don't think you're alone there. I think people just kind of make that assumption because that's what they hear about. Um, so, and I'll introduce you, by the way, in the intro. I'm good. I'm so, good. Sonia, I mean, <laughs> we're we're kind of listening to what's being said. Yeah. Uh, did you go to, because you obviously sent your kids, although I don't know for the whole time, um, but to a private school. Um, were you a child that went to private school? I actually could not have be further removed from the private school sector. I was in a very small farm town community that I went to school at with limited uh, options for me. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the educational options that a bigger city might have. Um, and my kids actually went to grade school publicly and middle school publicly. And okay. then we transferred them into private at high school. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's, that's a we've kind of, we've yeah. had the best of both. I feel like they're, Public school in grade school was a fantastic experience. Our community has, I think, seven grade schools that go into one high school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculously huge. And um, my son had a great experience in middle school. My daughter's experience was horrible with bullying mm-hmm. and was so disappointed at how it was handled. Basically, she was told and we were told, ignore them. They did nothing to help her. So that was the final straw for her. Mm -hmm. Um, For our son, our decision was more because the class sizes, um, athletics, first of all, that we would live in a D1 district. And although my son's a great swimmer and he went on to swim in college and he would have been fine on the swim team, he also wanted to run track and he wanted to play lacrosse. And those things wouldn't have happened at a D1. Mm -hmm. So um, that and um, the amount of college opportunities that we experienced, I know in the public school, there is three college counselors for 3,000 kids. At the school we're at, there's four for every hundred. Oh, uh, so huge difference, sure. you know, in how they market the school and how the kind of attention that these kids get going into their college years. Sure. They and, have an edge. I mean, let's be honest. The, the, the kids going to that school in particular sounds like they have an edge on on kids like mine and you know that is something to consider for sure but or i'm just a lazy parent and, needs, no. and don't get involved as well much. i don't no. know you, obviously, <laughs> you did research you obviously did. researched we did. this and there's a process involved with that whereas 
just getting mine to kindergarten was I was like, man, there's a lot of steps here. And I just it was like a given that she was going to go there. But it's a lot. So to do the research and uh, do you think it has helped with the college application process and that whole tuition? And do you think it was? It definitely helped my son. I mean, my son's a student at Case Western and he went on to the swim team. Case Western is extremely expensive, but more than three-fourths of it was covered in scholarship. They walked him through that whole process. Yeah, Um, His network now for him getting internships throughout the summer, and he has to do so many um, research hours, the network that he's built through through his high school, he just emails them and he gets right into somebody. So he uses that network continuously. So you feel like it has had results. Yes. And and are you going, we should say where, if you're in the Columbus area, is it okay to say? Sure. Columbus Academy. Columbus Academy. uh, A prep school? Uh, I guess it would be considered. Are they considered considered a college? I believe they are. College prep school. Um, And yeah, we looked at the academy. My daughter, I don't usually say. Where mm-hmm. my daughter goes, just but I think she's older now, and I think it's okay, just because I'm. She's going to tell everyone. A scary. Mo- yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm one of those moms. For me, part of about half of it was I felt like it was more, more safe. Yeah. And I do not know why I base that on. I I don't mean to say that. I I step back from that now. Well, it's I think that class was just sizes. in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I. At the time that Liv was getting ready to go to school, quite honestly, with all the school incidents going on, mm-hmm. I was doing all kinds of research. Um, most schools now, public schools, private, everybody, far more prepared than they used to be. So I don't stand behind the statement that um, private school is any safer. safer. I mean, we know right. there have been incidents at both. Yes. But when Liv was little and I was looking at it, that was a factor for me because it was... Um, it was an issue, and it was something where it was happening all the and time. And an extremely just, scary issue. Yes, and yeah. so um, that was part of it. The other part of it for me, and my daughter goes to Wellington, which is another private school in our area. There are three big ones. There are others. There are obviously Catholic schools that are mm-hmm. very popular and very good. Um, and we're not here to say any schools are good or bad, Right. first of all. Right. Um, but that's one of the big three non um religion-based schools, I would say. Um, Columbus School for Girls, Wellington, and the Columbus Academy. And we looked at the academy. We were going to visit the academy. I was like, Miss Research. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We had a visit day with Liv, and Liv, I just felt like, learns a little differently. Yeah. And um, very bright, but, you know, her approach to things is, is beyond my expertise first of all (laughs) she's very bright so i remember taking her my husband and i and we walked by a classroom and she stopped to listen to what the teacher was saying oh and they were talking about um something having to do with computers and technology so she was immediately and she immediately kind of peeked in and i'm talking you know pre-kindergarten getting ready to go into kindergarten and so the teacher saw us and motioned for Aww. us to walk in. So we did. And she was, Liv was listening very, very attentively. And then she asked a question and Liv started talking. You know, she wasn't used to that raise your hand thing yet, but she started speaking. And I went to put my hand on her shoulder and the teacher gave me the, no, no. Let her. Oh. And she said, well, what is your name, Olivia? Well, what is your question? And she asked the question. She goes, well, what do you think of this? And, and Olivia explained something. And then they all started, and she said, come right in. And she let her be engaged in the class. Oh, classroom. Stace, that's wonderful. And that was the end. Yeah, That was good the experience. end for me. Sold. I mean, yeah. Yes. I yep. just looked at the gal that was walking us around. I said, honey, you don't have to do anything. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. That is what I'm looking for. So for me, that was it. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we started, we were going to visit all three. Um, and Columbus School for Girls, I'll be honest, it's funny now because I look back and laugh at myself because I think, oh, we can't send her to an all-girls school. What will <laughs> what? people think? <laughs> what? Right? What? Sounds great right. to me. Why? Yeah, sounds good to me, a too. A couple of us girl moms at Wellington recently had this conversation. It's like, what were we thinking? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's safe. Any issues, <laughs> any issues that girls have together, they have them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they can work them out anywhere. But um, that was our thinking behind it. Was It was more about... My my child may or may not fit into the um, testing kind of mode that they do for certain things. 
that's just a private thing. That, that again, not any commentary on public, private, good, right. bad. Right. Just for my daughter, I just noticed she just had a different approach and like to talk things out and mm-hmm. like to say why a lot. Um, and in preschool, and was encouraged. It sounded right. like she was encouraged to do that there. And at yeah. preschool, you know, we got called in. You know, your daughter. We think you might need to have her tested. And it's like, well, why? Well, the other girls, let's look at, you know, let's look at the other kids and how they color. Well, you know, there'd be this beautiful colored picture. And then for Liv, it would be, she hated to color. Yeah, she doesn't mm. like she it. She thought it was like a waste it. of her time. And so she would take one crayon and put a line on <laughs> it because the teacher would say, you have to do something. She'd put a line in yeah. it. And we'd always know. When the Which te- one was hers? Yeah, you'd go and we'd look for the one that was empty except for maybe a couple lines. Like if I were going to color, I would use this color crayon just so that you know. And it was like her signature I then. I love it. I and love so it. we be I became concerned. I'm thinking, does my child need to be tested because she doesn't like to color? And I just thought I need to see if there's a place that would fit the way she learns, you know, or the way yeah. she sees things. So for us, that was it. And I, that, again, is not saying it can't happen in a public school situation. But as we were heading into that, um, that's where my concern went. And I will tell you, it's been a um, we're, we're fortunate in the fact that we're a dual income household and we have one kid because I have to tell you, it's been a um, it's a struggle sometimes struggle, yeah, a challenge to to continue. And there have been times we think, gosh, wouldn't it be so easy? You know, yes. other we made it, we were okay, but we are for as long as we can. That's kind of the promise we made to one another. Mm-hmm. For as long as we're able, we're going to keep her there because she is flourishing. I was going to say well, she's flourishing absolutely, yeah. and her friends. I would hate to tear her away at this age where she's developing those deep friendships oh but you know there are downsides and i don't know about it at the academy the academy's bigger than wellington Mm -hmm. lives class is the smallest in the school at about 40 ish kids they uh, there was a local uh, private school that closed Mm -hmm. and so they got some of the kids from that but that's a small class. Yeah. Interesting. For, yeah. for private school, for, that's a small class? Uh, well, or are you saying, it's, that could be about the norm, but it's still one of the smaller ones. Yeah. I, mean, I think Taylor has about 90 in her graduating class. Um, and that's Going a back to better. what you were yeah. talking about, one of the other things that we loved was the teacher-to-student ratio. So if she would have gone mm-hmm. on, if either one of my kids would have gone on to public, they were looking at 20 to 22 students per teacher. I, my kids probably at the most have had 10, 10 to 12 See, kids that's in a class. A, that's a good thing. So just the one-on-one attention mm-hmm. that they got. And like you were saying, it invoked more conversation with them. They had a voice. So Angela, we've been talking about all our different schools. And I was just saying how it's funny now I step back we and we want to know your motivation for why. Sure. Um, but, but first of all, I was saying how now it's funny I step back. Um, we had set up appointments with Columbus Academy, with Wellington, and CSJ, Columbus School for Girls. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, oh, I'm not sending my daughter to a school for girls. I don't Which see shocks that happening. Me. Because just, I'm afraid the girls will be like a certain way, right? Like so the I mean want, girls that we right, see on the movie, uh, right? And, and now a couple of us girl moms at, at Wellington are going, well, isn't that silly? I mean, because sure. you get that no matter what. And you also get schools that are ready for that and know how to deal with it and, and sit down with the kids, mm-hmm. which has, has been the issue. So talk about that first, because I think there are still a few people out there that think, oh, I don't know about just an all girl separate school? them, mm-hmm. separating them and just having them there, girl power and all of that. So <laughs> talk about that. Guilty mm-hmm. as charged. I was one of those moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in the public school system back in New Jersey. And uh, oh, Jersey girl. We, <laughs> Joyzy, if you really get it coming out. <laughs> but that being said, you know, we live up in New Albany, wonderful school system. And so it's just in my mind when we had our daughter at public school. Now, I say this with the fact that my husband has an older daughter who was a CSG lifer. So he was like, no, 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 CSG. And so there was a clear division in our house. And when my daughter was born, I said, we have a few years to think about this. Um, and then someone introduced me to their PYC program at CSG, 
which is the program for young children. And I said, but she's three, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like why a, would I spend that amount of money for someone who's three? Um, And so I did my research. I talked to moms who were there when their kids were at three, when they entered at the kindergarten level, when they entered at the, you know, middle school and high school to see what was really the difference. Why would I need to start her that soon? Right. And um, in my mind, I said, you know what? I'll try it out for the first two years. What do you lose except money? <laughs> right? Right. It's, it's, just money. Money. it's just you know, it's just a car driving out of your house <laughs> every year in the tuition. But and I said, and if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, then she can start kindergarten in New Albany, and all is right with the world. Um, but so that was kind of the whole testing private versus public for us. I was concerned about the all girls. You know, in my mind, did I want her to be in that world that you were saying? You know. Um, you know, will girls be too catty? Will they be too, you know, competitive, competitive, things like that. Um, And so I was very concerned about that. But within not even the first three months, there was a camaraderie and this bond that I saw instantly being instilled and empowered in the girls as young as three, Mm -hmm. that it was just beautiful to watch. A profound culture. Yes. And it, it was the culture that drove this whole you know who you are and you respect who others are. And, and it was just, I'm like, okay, good. We're done. And, you know, uniforms. I don't have to buy clothes for the rest oh, of yeah, my life. Oh, yeah, that's the best. That beautiful. No, that is the best. Yes. Isn't it? Oh, it is. Because, it really is. Especially for girls. Well, and I remember in public school growing up, I, you know, I would see girls who had the latest fashions and this. And every week they'd have new clothes. Mm-hmm. And you do feel that intimidation if you're not, you know, in the in crowd or if you're not kept up to speed with that. And so I didn't want that to be a distraction in my daughter's education. Yeah. So. And I agree with that. And, and I'm, I'm glad you spoke to that because I, I, like I said, now we look back at that and go, I, that's a totally different perspective than what we would have had we sent our daughters there. And and there are times I think about that. I do mm-hmm. think, cause I, there are a couple of moms that have sons at Wellington, but their daughters go to CSG and mm-hmm. they always say you should go over there um, but I think my daughter is very happy and, and doing very well where she is but that's always been hmm I wonder what if um, talk about we kind of talked about the cost of it because I think for most people um, I know for us I was saying we're lucky two incomes one child mm-hmm. um, and it's been a struggle at times but it's a, a sacrifice and it's also a deal we made, you know, mm-hmm. as long as we can do this, we're going to do it. Um, not everybody can send their kids to private school. Sure. I mean, that's just kind of the thing. Sure. Um, talk a little bit about that, the value of it for mm-hmm. those that are able to do it or can even find a way or um, most schools now provide scholarship opportunities. They sure do. And financial aid. Right. They do. They do. And, you know, like I said, my husband's daughter was a lifer at CSG and she was on scholarship for many of those years. And so when I looked at the tuition, right, and every year, as we all know, in all schools, tuition goes up. and A modest, modest increase is how they always <laughs> say it at our There's Are you using modest, air quotes, Stacey? Yes, <laughs> you'll note there'll, there'll be a modest increase, you know, and then that's all you see. Yes, so right. we always chuckle at the modest right. increase. <laughs> yeah. And don't you read the fine print to say, to see, well, what's... The what, are they doing for yeah. what are they doing with this? Yes. Right. That's different from the same letter right. I got last year. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. I've done that side by side analysis, <laughs> as I'm sure every parent yeah. does. Yeah. Of course. Um, so I look at it as an investment, much like you do a 529 mm-hmm. or 401k. I'm investing in her future down the road. And so if I invest in making sure she has a solid education, that she comes out confident and knowing what she can do, what she wants to do, what she may not want to do, but changes down the road, that she has the footing and the foundation to land safely and with confidence, then I know that the money I'm putting into now is almost kind of paying it forward, Mm -hmm. that I won't be spending that money when she's maybe, say, 20 or 24, 28, coming back to home because she doesn't have that pathway. So I try to see that every time you, you know, write that check Mm -hmm. and, and hit the send button on the tuition payment but to me it's um it's worth it if you know this year we're not going to go on a vacation because you are getting a different experience Mm -hmm. at your school Mm -hmm. and we've done that and um you know that's why i i I love my job 
But we always joke. We've joked about that since she was little. And that's why mommy works. <laughs> because right. the end. Yeah, mommy's <laughs> helping pay for this portion. And we're looking forward to, you know, you going to college. Now, Heather, I want to ask you, and you can be honest. You're, t- you're hearing three women, three moms talking yeah. about how great sending their kids to private school is. What are what are your thoughts? Because I've gotten people say, "Well, you know, good for you. We're not we know we're not able to do that." And a little bit of anger. Um, talk to that a little bit. It's not anger. I'm just realizing my ignorance. I you all are saying things. I mean, I knew the uniform deal, which is fine. Um, my kids dress themselves. Some days I am like, "Wow." They're wearing that, and I never say a word. They, My daughter wore a pipe cleaner necklace in her school picture, and her teacher made her take it off for the picture, and I called the school, and I said, listen. <laughs> so, you know, my daughters can, um, I would feel like they were being stifled in their creativity as far as, like, sure. styles. You know, they are allowed to put color in their hair at public school. But I'm sitting here listening to the things that I didn't know there were scholarships and financial aid available. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all schools weren't Catholic that are private, and just the and I think that's because I grew up in the middle of nowhere. You know, it wasn't even thought of. I don't know anybody who went to, you know, out in the boonies. It wasn't even a thing my parents ever said. So just, I almost wish, I don't want to say regret, but I almost wish I had maybe just considered it. Because I've always just been on the track like I was on. Public school, college. That's what we'll do because that's what I know. But it's kind of eye-opening to maybe not be so afraid to look at all of the options is kind of what I'm thinking because I am ignorant as far as this goes. And I, I, I know homeschooling is something I don't know much about either. I just went with what I know mm-hmm. and maybe for other decisions I make for them in the future, I'll consider maybe things I could look into more before I just make that decision based on my history. But your girls seem happy. So I don't know they that are. I would say ignorant. Uh, I wouldn't, you shouldn't say that because I feel like they're happy girls and they're they learning. Are, they're, and- uh, yes. And you know what? Their teacher called me yesterday and said, I'm just calling you on a personal level. Your daughter didn't feel good today. And I wanted you to know as a mom that I, I thought you wouldn't want to know. And I thought, oh, that's great. Would that nice. happen at a private school? I don't know. Yes. But- okay. Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. I, but, yeah. but that's okay. That's but good. I'm not going to beat myself up because they are doing well. If they yes. were being bullied, you bet I'm going to do, do something else like you, Sonia. Mm-hmm. And that's a valid reason to pull but, them. But also, but. can I say, I don't think anyone can say bullying can't happen in a private school. True. I would say I would. I would say that it's less likely only because um, just for example, we have I have a, you know, a teenage daughter who's a senior this year a son who graduated three years ago, and a custodial son. And our custodial son, his mother died freshman year. What he was going through, and he lived with us, what he was going through then was horrific. I mean, depression, you name it. The entire upper school at Academy came together, checking on him every day, calling us, coming to the house, coming to see him, the counselors. I mean, the school was so engaged. With what was happening with Tin, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And the smaller so class I feel like, size. Yeah, too. I feel right. like yeah. because yeah. there's right. such there's such a positive culture and they lift each other up, mm-hmm. there's not as much of that um, right. going on. Right. They learn to deal with it in a different way, hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They learn to engage with the conversation instead of, I'm not going to say they don't gossip at all, but right. I feel like they, they learn to engage it and fix uh, issues in a different problem way. solved yeah and i also think that um as much as we parents might feel we're making that best decision for our children there's going to come a point as they mature that you realize what does work for them the best mm-hmm. i've when i did my research i heard from parents who were csg legacies right and so they're like my daughter's going no matter what their house is full of unicorns left and right and then somewhere in the middle school they realize it's just not the right fit for my daughter mm-hmm. And they pull them out and put them in public and vice versa. So I think it's just this ever evolving Mm -hmm. situation that you really have to see what does, you know, we try to, I think, mold our children to these best citizens possible based on Mm -hmm. our life experiences, what we want them to turn out to be. But what I love about CSG is they empower them to be them, right? Know who you are. And so if you don't fit that mold, maybe that's not the right school for her. Maybe... Academy would be or Wellington or maybe going to New Albany and and I've seen girls in all 
schools, public and private, come out great. So I think right. that's a really good point right. that you do have to stop mm-hmm. and look at your child. And the beauty of it mm-hmm. is we have options. When I was growing up, there weren't options. You, I right. went to the small town high school. That was my option. That's kind of what I was never saying. Never knew I had an Never knew options. I had an option. It's so great in Central Ohio that we have so yes. many options. We are you fortunate. Know, defined. Yeah, we yeah. really are. We're fortunate in that regard. Um, is there anything that you think maybe is not the best thing about going to a private school? I mean, can you think of anything? I I had mentioned maybe the smaller class. I, I sometimes worry about that. It's like, well, you're being exposed to... There's something wonderful about being exposed exposed to the same 40, 35 to 40 kids your whole life. They're super close and they've got one another's back and they're super empowering to one another. I mean, it's a great group. But then there are also the drawbacks to that. You know, they're almost too close because now my daughter's 13 and, you know, boys and girls and all of that <laughs> starting up and... um you know, it's, I worry because it's like, wow, there's only so many girls and so many yeah. boys and this is going to get ugly at some yeah. point, you know? The ratio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, at Academy though, right, they have boys and girls, mm-hmm. so they have yep. that exposure. For Emmy, you know, we have her in out, after school activities, outside activities like Taekwondo. So Which she... I- I saw her. I'm like, she's fierce. She's oh my golly. She likes to break things with her wrist. Nice. Love it. So That's I know, love right? It. I mean, she broke a concrete slab to get her black belt, and then she saw the Man. celebration cake. She's like, "Can I use my hand?" I'm like, "No, you can't use your hand to cut a cake." <laughs> right? That's a little too much empowerment. You're fine. I want the icing. I love um, so we we make sure that we expose her because that was my concern, right? I, like, I don't want her to grow up to be shy around boys. I don't want her to grow up to not know where the boundaries are. Right. And so right. I wanted to make sure she knew that early on. And with my husband being martial arts, we just said that's just a natural segue. Mm-hmm. And so she's grown up with that. And, you know, so those um, concerns while still there, right, especially as they get into the teen years or even younger, I guess. You guys tell me. <laughs> Mine's only seven. <laughs> Mine's eight and a half. And she okay. <laughs> already talks about boys. But uh, but not. Uh, I think it's more of a I like to play with boys <laughs> more than girls. Thing mm-hmm. Right now, okay. I think she's very competitive, so she's leaning towards that. And I think that girls are into drama already at this third grade level. And so she's the boys mm-hmm. are just there to play football. So she's gr- gra- gradually moving towards their direction, I think, mostly because of her personality. <laughs> but for my, yeah, for my daughter, I kind of feel like uh, because she was involved in things outside of school, like mm-hmm. we did. She swam club her whole life. Um, being involved in lacrosse and volleyball. I mean, she was exposed to people right. outside. So it gave her a good balance. Yes, she plays, she participates in high school sports, but she also participates outside and volunteering. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just a good balance. Her boyfriend actually goes to New Albany High School. He doesn't even go to her high school. Mm-hmm. So I, I do have one question for you all, since you all have experienced you know, the enrollment of a private school. Uh, is that a very competitive process, like college admissions, where you have to prove grades, prove interest, um, all of those things? Does someone get preference over someone else based on where they live or their income? I'm just curious how that all looks, because that's one of the things that always made me kind of shy about putting my kids in even a, a, a private preschool, because I'd heard it was fiercely competitive, and I'm not competitive by nature. So that kind of stuff scares me off. I will say with um, my kids, they did have to test in, um, but I don't know that they were looking for a test score. I think they were looking to see where they would fall within their curriculum or mm-hmm. how they would be coming into their curriculum. Um, I noticed going from middle school to, you know, we went to public middle school, then going to private high school, there's a standardized, test, standardized testing that public schools do. So my kids, while coming into the freshman year, a lot of their couple of their freshman classes, they were taking eighth grade curriculum from the private school because there was a difference in the curriculum. Am I right. making sense? Yes. Okay. The, the approach is, is different often yeah. at a private school. Um, that's one big issue. And that could be a podcast. It <laughs> could be, yes. Standardized, standardized mm. testing or not. And, and yeah. But a lot of private schools don't tend to follow that approach. Some some may, but it's up to them to kind of do that. Right. But they do have to yeah. create a, a So it wasn't curriculum. so much about them so. getting that getting them in. That was more about seeing where they would fall. Now, you and I, Angela, we started our girls 
right away. Mm-hmm. Yours even earlier. Liv was started in kindergarten, and she's in seventh now. So so Do far, they take a language every lifer. year. Um, she sticks with the same one just because that was one of the reasons I liked it too. Because they yeah. started with French and I love in kindergarten. That. That's so and smart. She still. Mm-hmm is doing the French because we wanted to be really... We were doing that separately, paying for that separately through public school, having my kids take Spanish Mm -hmm. with a separate tutor outside of that. So it is nice that... It's part of that curriculum. Yeah. In the but private, talk yeah. about the uh, get, getting in. Yeah. It, was it difficult? So I think I was more nervous than Emmy when she was three because, again, you know, here I had my husband, you know, saying CSG, it's in the family, so, you know, she's got to go. But they had... Um, it wasn't a test at that age, right? It was more of, um, uh, I forgot what they call it, like an admissions fair. So parents come in, um, and I think it was for maybe three or four hours. I can't remember. It was a few years back. But you basically would drop your girl off, and they go into the room, and then they say bye. And then <laughs> you are, you're not allowed to be in that room, and the teachers assess the girls based on their interactions, their behaviors, how they handle uh, problems, you know, how they play together as groups or individually. And through that assessment process is how they decide, like, is this girl a good fit for our curriculum, right? The way we're going to teach, because they also teach the Reggio system, which is different, I think, from a lot of other curriculums. And so when they look at that, and then you go pick up your girl, and they go home with a tiny little stuffed unicorn, like, thanks for coming. I'm sitting at home waiting for that admissions letter like every college kid back in the day and thinking, is she going to get in, you know? And so um, to me, it was stressful. I think to the girls, it was just who they are, right? So they want to see who they are, where their potential might be. And as the teachers and the administrators, they can see that when at that that level. Parents are gone. Parents are gone. Child acts completely. Sometimes completely right. mm-hmm. different, much oh. more confident. And I think Liv's yeah. was the same for yeah. kindergarten. I left her, but it was just her. It was just her by herself. Oh. And she did uh, filled out a couple different things and took a test and had an interview, basically. But I think it was very low key because she said it was really fun. Did oh. she have to call? You know, did she have to call um, her? No, that would have gone goodness, south. Goodness, she did not have to <laughs> call you. My child cannot stand to color. I was sharing the story that you know they wanted her tested. In preschool, because she didn't like to color, they felt like that was a marker, um, and that's okay. Tested if her for what? Marker, I don't understand. Tested um, her. They for... thought maybe she um, was on the spectrum because she didn't like to color. Because she didn't like to color, and you know what? There's that could be part of it too. So again, I don't. There's no judgment there, but I I just felt like if there was an issue, I wanted to find it. But um, most but not of based my on her coloring like, skills. Yeah, most were like, your kid doesn't like to color. That's the issue. Yeah. The issue is she doesn't care to color. And I was one of those kids. So, um, but I remember it being very similar. And I was much mm-hmm. like you. I was nervous. And I will never forget when I went to the mailbox and I opened it <laughs> and there was a package because it was a T-shirt. And I was jumping up and down and lives like, uh, all right. You know, it's like she was happy, but she oh, didn't yeah. know. Um, you know, just having the money isn't fair. As we are learning through the college scandal. Sure. It isn't fair. And that's, that's why. That's a whole other podcast. Right. And, and that's why I like that kids are able to get scholarships mm-hmm. and help Talk with tuition. Talk about competitive, tuition. though, girls. Just wait. It is right. so oh, competitive. I've heard rumblings for about that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't feel like it was back when I was applying, but maybe I wasn't trying to get into pre-med or uh, even a big, you know, big school. I, I was just trying to be local and getting into Otterbein, I got some scholarships and I got radio scholarships during my time there, but I don't remember it being like it is now mm-hmm. where, I mean, it, and it's stiff competition and I, it does scare me uh, because I'm not competitive and I don't push that on my kids and, you know, should I be pressuring them to get good grades? But they're still too little to even get grades. They still see, get numerical symbols, but your kids can be highly motivated and not be overly competitive. Oh, yeah, I mean, they can true. be successful, I should say, without you pushing the competitive nature on them. That's I think you're you're going to be just fine. You're just Agreed. fine. Yeah. I'm sure your yeah. kids will be. Yeah. Just fine. I mean, don't you think yes. you can my daughter has known my daughter is not me. First of all, I'm in radio and you know, I try to make people laugh for a living. We brought live in for 
um, take your daughter to work day years ago. And she came in. She was just little. We had the microphone way down there. And and my co-host said, so, Liv, what did you think of what mom does? And she went, well, she goes, from what I can see, you just stand here and talk. <laughs> Correct. And she goes, how hard can that be? <laughs> All right, and it's time to go. You like cut her mic now? (laughs) She's right, but my daughter, her aspirations, and those were mine. Yes, but her aspirations are: she's already looking at what school she'll be going to do pre-med, and she's already, you know, talking about the schools. We don't even. It scares us to hear the school she's saying. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're ultra hard to get into. And but we don't push that on her. She got there herself. Every kid yes. is yeah. different. Yeah. And so Thank you. I like that. No, yeah. you don't. I better. don't think that you have to be that person because I think I think this is my opinion. When you do that, I think you risk I agree with you. Them 100%. not going that direction at all. Mm-hmm. You know, every kid is different and they find their way. And our job is to just give them I look at it as we give her her best opportunity to choose yes. what she's going to do with her life. And imagine the the feeling that she has knowing it was her choice mm-hmm. as opposed to doing something mommy and daddy wanted. Right. And if I don't get there or if I don't do it right, I'll disappoint them. Like, I think there's an emotional side to that, too, as parents. Like, if you keep pushing, well, you've got to do this, blah, 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 you know, and, and then they don't like it, you know. Yes. And we have to be very careful that about that because, like I said, she does Taekwondo. My husband does it. And I grew up with piano, so I wanted to do piano. But my husband's like, those are non-negotiables. I'm like, "Mm, hold up. You know, we need to talk about that. Because if there comes a day she's like, I don't, I'm not interested. You know, you don't want your daughter or son to feel that disappointment that they're failing their parents in some way or Mm -hmm. their goals. So I think that's beautiful that Livy's where she is. Well, and she, she took piano for what, seven years. She can play. But it's not something that is her passion. She would rather, she's like, and Mm -hmm. she will sit down and she can articulate that. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where like, well, let's just hang in until we really, you really get the hang of it and you feel confident that, so when you stop, someday if you wanted to go back, you could. Mm -hmm. Um, But it got to the point, I mean, she was just really articulate. Mom, I, you know, I play the violin. She's in the orchestra at school. That I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about it. And if we were going to take lessons, that would be. That would be it. You know, what I would want to take. And so, you know, you have to. Yeah. I, I, I just feel strongly you have to. And I know there are parents that, I, I shouldn't say you have to. Every parent also gets to parent the way they want to parent. Yes. But in my opinion, for our daughter, we have to let her make that decision. If she can articulate why with a good reason why, not just because I don't want to. Right. You know, I'm going to listen to her. Absolutely. Because I do. I keep telling my husband, our job is to get her to the point where she doesn't need us. And she can make her choices. That is the the hardest thing to remember. You know, we don't, when she starts turning away, it's like when she'll say, well, no, that's not how I believe. You know, I think it should be this. My, you know, we're like, but you have to bite your tongue. And I'm going... Good girl. <laughs> you know, yeah. back there going, yeah. But Even I'm crying, she, but right, good girl. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, when she first, you know, when they start giving you the little hand on the hip and they sash you, you know, you're like, now listen. And then, you know, you kind of, <laughs> you're telling her that's not, you know, you have to be respectful. But then I turn around, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or especially you for a girl. You go, yes. Right? Especially right. for a girl, for a girl to show that maturity and to articulate when she's not pleased with something and can back it. Right. Mm. Right. I can back it, and she's not afraid to speak up. Honestly, when I was growing up, I probably just backed off because I didn't have the confidence in myself to say, you know what, I don't agree with that, and here's why. Right. And I think I was just raised in a different generation mm-hmm. that, you know, my family was kind of like, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Whereas my daughter, I'm, I mean, she recently had something happen with swimmers and a swim team, and she spoke up about it. And I was so proud of her, the way she articulated, and she affected change change came along with that and a positive change right something that people just hadn't thought of so i think as girls right you know that choice is so important just a having voice. a yeah a voice mm-hmm. i'm much. curious what you guys feel about um smaller class sizes if you feel that that truly makes a difference because for us we were looking at the class sizes public versus private and i'm just curious if yeah i i definitely think it you do makes yeah. a huge difference i do but that's just been our experience Mm -hmm. because I feel like 
I remember being in school and I went to, I would say probably a medium sized school um, and not being heard or not getting the attention Mm -hmm. um, and falling like, gosh, all right, well, I don't really understand that. So, but I, I, I'm not going to say anything or I'm not going to hold them up anymore Mm -hmm. or any of those things. And that's not to say, you know, where Liv goes, they stop by every child and say, (laughs) now I'm going to teach you privately what, you know, but I mean, there's a better chance that we know she's getting it. Mm. That, that's my only take on it. I feel Um, like there's more of an engagement. I know when, um, when my kids were in grade school, it was a very different atmosphere in the classroom, mm-hmm. I want to say. It mm-hmm. was um, write these problems down, do this, turn your book in, turn your paper in. And now when they went to the smaller classes, there was more engagement and more discussion about what the curriculum was and what the curriculum is. Mm. They, if they didn't understand it, there was time to get to them. Sure. Right. Whereas in the bigger class, okay, well, we'll talk about that later. Right now, just turn your paper in. Yeah. So th- I saw the difference in that. You're more of a number then uh, if you're getting well, into the bigger numbers, you they can't possibly give everyone the attention that they teachers. need. Oh, they, I know. I mean, I don't yes, know. Yes, that's what I was going to say. God love teachers. Uh, you know, if you're a public school teacher, that's not a slam. Not I mean, at you, all. They try to not right, at all. reach. And it's just the numbers just don't um It's work. physically impossible. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And I think um, some teachers have, like my kids have been exposed to the in the public school system. They have created different ways of having um, maybe some stations or group work so that they are able to kind of give the groups more attention and things. So they've kind of uh, created that type of environment. But it's interesting, when I was growing up in kindergarten in the boonies, I want to say we had about 12 to 13 five-year-olds in my kindergarten class. And then my daughter, who's in kindergarten now, she's got 26. And I got her Valentine's class list of here's the kids that put, and I was thinking, that's a lot of five-year-olds. And, you know, and I can't fathom this one woman handling that mm-hmm. and teaching them. But I'm telling you, she's thriving. She does it. That's And that's just Amazing. what she'll always know. Just like I always knew that 15 was normal. But my third grader, it's fascinating. They team teach. It, her two, the two teachers share a room, and which is unique in the school. Not everyone does that there. Sure. And so they total 50 kids. But the two teachers um, work as a team the entire day. And that number bothers me. I won't lie. And I know that my daughter's doing well, but what if she wasn't? What Mm -hmm. if she was struggling? You know, I'm to the point now where they said, we don't need to see you for a conference. Great. But what if she was just couldn't maybe couldn't uh, understand something? But like you said, Stacey, well, I don't want to hold everybody else up. That's my fear. And uh, so I would hope that the teacher would reach out to me if she knew something, mm-hmm. but will she catch it? That's the thing I worry about. And um, I think the class sizes are bigger than I'm comfortable with. And I, I don't know what to do about that. I mean, it's the district we are in. Sure. And yeah. it's sure. just something, like you said, they'll make their way. And thankfully, so far, they're thriving. But but you still want that contact with that teacher. Yeah, if my daughter's doing right. well, I want to know how are you, despite the 50 other students, helping my daughter to get to her next level. Right. As opposed to the common denominator. Right. How do you feel about that? Not them saying you don't need That's, to come in for a conference. Because yeah. um, with ours, it's mandatory. Yes. I, I feel, um, are you not having enough time for the kids who are on par with where Doing they should well. be? Mm-hmm. So you need to focus on the kids who need some assistance? Or are you really just um, trying to save me some time? And I'm I'm fine with it because I met with them earlier this year and the, the, the conferences were amazing. They went over their time with me and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm running late. Sorry, sorry. You, but they took 10 extra good. minutes. So the conferences were valuable. Sure. So then when they say, you don't have to come in, I'm like, good, I don't have to leave work early. But <laughs> th- what is their motive for telling me that? What, what, that's one less we have to do or you're fine? I don't know. I don't know. So, but it. They're not yeah, that's tough. Good it's point. funny because yeah. you think, oh, I gotta go to parent-teacher yeah. conferences, and then if they said you don't have to come, you're like, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't, I don't have need to go to parent-teacher yeah. conference. Yeah. I have a right to go. Right? I would do a cartwheel if I could do cartwheels. Trust me, I don't want to go. Can I? I'm going to ask everybody the same question here. Um, I'll start okay. with Sonia. Um, 
if you had to at some point put your kids in public school, how would you feel? I would feel I would I would feel concerned and scared. Um and, and I think it's different for each. If I had to put my son in it, okay, I would deal with it better because his experience wasn't scary mm-hmm. and he he's just that person that stays focused and is driven and he was the one who said in eighth grade i'm going to be pre-med and I, I keep saying even even though he just took his mcat i could i still keep giving him an out saying you know what you could change your mind it might not stay that way <laughs> yeah um yeah. for my daughter i would be scared because of the experience she had in middle school with the mean girls and the bullying mm-hmm. so yeah i would probably i would opt to homeschool her i wouldn't do it okay um, but that's because I had that experience. No, I get and it. She had that experience B- based on her experience, yes. obviously. All right, Angela, how about you? If your daughter it decided maybe, you know, I want to go, came yeah. home, I want to go to public school. Um, I, I first of all, Sonia, the fact that you go to homeschool as opposed to public that that does speak volumes about your concern with the mean girls and the bullying. Because for me, the bullying was um, the positive side of putting Emmy into private school because I wanted to have a smaller class size so the, there was a better chance of more adults being able to notice our uh, issues arising mm-hmm. between her and other girls and mm-hmm. are they not playing nice or whatever, right? Because every ch- child will come home and today they're best friends with somebody and tomorrow they're not. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So you gotta figure yes. out what happened, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for the bullying aspect, um, it would concern me to switch to a public school just like you. Like what what would I do? I'm, I'm thankful that I live in a good school district so I I, know that her education I think learning wise she'll be fine I would be concerned about the whole bullying aspect because again she might be lost in a crowd right because it's a big school district and then how much of that confidence building um, tool will she be continuing to get that I know that she is getting now Mm -hmm. you know because especially as she goes into those formative years of middle school and then the teenagers and you start questioning everything about yourself your body your friends Mm -hmm. and everything right right you want to know that she's going into those years being okay with how she looks what she wears what she doesn't wear you know and and the confidence to say don't talk about me that yes you know and and Mm -hmm. your daughter is how old sonia just for reference she just turned 18 and Mm -hmm. emmy is how old she just turned seven a month because i think our mindset when they're little or two is a little different than yeah. as they get older yeah. sometimes. So seven-year-old, yeah. yeah. Heather, um, would you, if you had the opportunity, would you make a switch? Uh, I think that my daughter would have like 90% of the say. I, you, know, you know, Stacey, from previous conversations, yeah. I'm big on my kids making their own decisions, even at five years old. I provide sometimes options, but I just feel like teach them now that the, to weigh the consequences. And, and if she really did not um, want to, then I wouldn't push it. Uh, but if th- something came up like bullying or her life was in danger, then mom and dad would probably play a bigger role in that choice. Mm-hmm. But right now, if everything's kind of the way the way it should be and we're doing fine, I don't see any reason now. I will say, since being here in this room today with you moms, my outlook is totally different on private schools. If I thought my younger one would benefit more because she does have some social anxiety and things that I would definitely consider that for her. But again, I come back to the community and she already has friends here Mm -hmm. and her big sister's in the same school. And that was a huge thing, getting her into kindergarten with her anxiety is she followed big sister around for a week and Mm -hmm. now she's good to go. So I can't imagine them going to separate schools too. So it would definitely be a family decision, the four of us. And I would still give more sway to the kids. And my husband would cringe if he heard that because I drive him crazy. (laughs) You know, he's like, we're not their friends, we're their parents. But again, with that whole forcing them to do something they're not comfortable with, I can't do it. It's just not in my makeup to push something on them. Mm-hmm. So, well, and and just quickly, I think because um, I've thought about it a lot, and we've even thought, well, maybe she's to the point. You know, Liv is she's thirteen, so we're trying to keep up 
with mm-hmm. the up and down and the sideways and all the hormones and everything that's going on. Oh, it gets better. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're scaring yeah. me. We'll be um, calling Sonia for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we're just trying to hang on and kind of read the situation. I think if she felt like she wanted to do that, um, then I think I'd, I feel like I'd be okay. I, I And I hope, my hope is... I want to have a. I want really wanted to have this conversation on MomCast because I find myself as someone sending my daughter to private school that I don't talk about it that much because I'm afraid people are gonna like throw shade on me, judgment. Like yeah, like oh, we send our mm-hmm. and I and so I hope as we're speaking frankly about why we do it and our concerns that we're not um, belittling public schools because exactly. I have a lot of faith in public schools. So I don't, I hope we're not coming across. That wasn't the point here. Every parent makes the very best Every decision. Every child's different. Mm-hmm. Every kid is different. There are tons of kids whose parents have all the means in the world that would not fit in mm-hmm. a private school or at least right. not a private school where they are. So it's all about your kids. And, and I just wanted to hear why we as moms and dads and our process uh, for where we choose to put our kids in school because it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going to a public school. I mean, we were like really bad. We just, we moved, we had a house built out in northern Franklin County, up near Delaware County, because at that point, that school district was number one and we yeah. just had to have our our daughter there. <laughs> and then we were driving her way over to Wellington when we decided to make that switcheroo mm-hmm. and ended up giving up, you know, our house and all of those things. So... Um, I just I wanted to have that conversation because I think, um, A, I think moms that do send their kids to private school need to be able to talk about it and not worry what other people may or may not think, because not everybody that sends their kids to private school has, you know, gold faucets. Exactly. Um, Yes. You don't. And there are a lot of kids that are working really hard to be there on scholarships. And there are a lot of parents that are paying month to month and scraping by as best they they can. And so I wanted to have that conversation for all families, but also to say your kids are going to ultimately probably be okay wherever you send them. Mm -hmm. You just you do your very best with it. But I can't let you go, Angela Ann, Uh um, without (laughs) uh, mentioning our the three schools have dances for the middle school. Um, there's three dances that they have, and there's one at each of the schools, but all three schools are involved in the dances to allow them This a is chance. new to me, okay. Yeah, to, this to is me. new to me. Yeah. And my daughter um, would like you to know that the girls from CSG come over and take all the boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Mom, they throw off the numbers. <laughs> the ratio's off. The ratio is off, but there aren't enough boys then. But they've earned like, that yeah. because they're yeah. only getting a finite amount of time with said boys. That's what I told her. I'm like, honey, just leave them be. That is <laughs> so funny. That's funny. That's Let hilarious. them have their moment. Tell Olivia, right. I apologize in advance for the next four years of her life. That's funny. <laughs> I think this was a great discussion because I think the fact is, is like I said, I was a public school girl growing up. I wasn't one way or the other. I just needed to find which was the best for Emmy. And I didn't know what that was when she's three, right? I mean, I'm still trying to maneuver mom world, you know, figuring out what my schedule is with a three-year-old. Yes. Right. Um, but I do know within months of her being in PYC, we were told by uh, the teacher, they said, you know, um, we think Emmy needs to go to a speech therapist. I was like, why? And she had some trouble with some of her letters. And so, of course, I said, absolutely, let's let's do it. And it turns out because we were teaching Emmy Chinese at the same oh, time, mm-hmm. um, you know, her, her tongue and her mouth is still trying to figure out how to work the structures of different letters and combinations that some of the letters were coming out wrong. I don't know if that would have been spotted if she was in a bigger class. I think if you know, she was in a smaller class. I think there were only 15 girls at the time, you know. And so right. for me, that that to me was maybe the aha moment for that year where mm-hmm. I thought, I know at the very least I'm getting that investment back, right? Where then she had several months of speech therapy that could work with her tongue and her figuring out how to do the guttural sounds and things like that. And so, um, again, it's not private versus public, but it was just something that I think... Um, a smart 
alert teacher notice. And that could be in any, any school, right? You could have oh that. Gosh, she's learning Chinese at three years old. <clears throat> she was. Wow. <laughs> that is impressive, right? How kids right. absorb and learn. Oh, I've read that before. That's I mean, when they should be learning it, they not learn, high yeah, school. That's, that's right. I've read that as well. There's sponges, absorb. right? Mm-hmm. That's time. right. By the time you're in high school, they've said some neurons in your brain have connected and it's very hard to you know, immerse yourself in a different language. It's possible for sure, but the, the little ones just in, absorb it. Ladies, so, I will yeah. go from the sink to the refrigerator, open up the refrigerator and stare at it like, why am I in here? <laughs> so you're not learning Spanish. No, <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> Honey, that's another podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right we on. could go on and on right about on. that if I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I remember. Yeah. Ultimately, it is, it's about your kids. It and, is. And it is. That, I hope that that is what you take away from this. I hope that you got something out of every situation. And I will say, too, um, we knew this would be a bit lengthy, so we also are going to follow up with uh, Mom That Homeschools and talk a little bit about that. I I am very honest. I would never homeschool, and it's only because I am not smart enough to homeschool my daughter. She, like I had no, mentioned... No, my husband girl, would do yeah, it. I wouldn't do it. She either. is far and away beyond mom and has been for a long time, but I can understand... A lot of the issues we talked about, mm-hmm. I can understand why moms would want to do Absolutely. that. So it ultimately is about your kids, and we encourage you to just do the very best for them. Because, I mean, I think we all know uh, public, private, homeschool, your kids could graduate and say, I want to go find myself. Yes. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm going <laughs> to live on a gap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, do your best, as always. And uh, if you have any comments, we would love to hear from them. Uh, from you on our Facebook page? Facebook page. We also have email. Hello at momcastshow.com. And um, remember to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. We appreciate your support on that. Angela Ann, locally here from 10TV. Thank you for having me. This was great. Thank you for being here. Sonia Warren, who works with us, she she sells... Air. What we do on the radio station. <laughs> the podcast, yes. Yeah. She, I, we should say, yeah, she doesn't just sell. She <laughs> sells our air product, and we appreciate that very much. And, of course, Heather and I and Greg, our producer.